Hello guys. Welcome back to Andrea's podcast. I'm super excited to share with you guys this amazing conversation that I had with a good friend of mine, Emily Height. Emily, she's an editor, writer, and a writing coach. She has been featured in New Hampshire Magazine, The Might, and Boston Globe Magazine. She provides a safe space for budding and seasoned writes, writers, uh, creatives, and entrepreneurs to share their voices, stories, and authentic selves. She's a partner in co-creation and will meet her clients whenever they are in the creative process, whether that is brainstorming blog, post ideas, outlining a book, discussing manuscripts, edits, or writing website copy. Emily's mission is to empower writers with the authorship of their own unique story through creative catharsis. Her transformational creative work sets her apart in in industry, focusing on a results-first, process-later approach, which is incredible. She lives on the New Hampshire seacoast and loves spontaneous dancing parties, exploring local farmers' markets while looking for gluten-free donuts and dalayas. And discussing all things bookish with family, undoubtedly with a cup of lemon, lemon ginger tea in her hand. So guys, please enjoy this amazing interview. And uh, let us know your thoughts and let us know what nuggets you got from this amazing conversation. So welcome back to Andrea's podcast. And today I have a very special guest, my friend, a good friend of mine, Emily Height. Emily, she is a writer, a copywriter, and a storyteller. Um, Emily, she also helps clients, um, entrepreneurs, I cannot say that word. Oh, you're fine. The sake of my life, to save my life. To rewrite their stories on their websites and uh, everything else, to be honest with you. So, Emily, please, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, thank you so much. I'm kind of, you know, work with all aspects of the writing process. So, I am a writer, editor, and writing coach. And... I started this journey when I was a kid. I have been a book, you know, nerd and book lover, word, nerd, all things book and even magazine, anything that has words on it, I was obsessed with it and still am. Um, And I started that when I was very, very young. I was the shy kid that sat in the corner and was reading books. And um, that kind of led me to pursue a degree in English in college. And I ended up getting a um, business minor as well, which has provided to be very useful in starting my business. And Um, I've just been always super fascinated with the publication process behind the scenes. So what went into making the book or magazine that you're holding in your hands? What was that like? What is the sales and marketing 
process like? What's the editorial process like? Mm -hmm. And in pursuing my degree in publishing for grad school, um, I learned all about that. I took classes in sales, marketing, editorial, book publishing, magazine publishing, design, um, coding even a little bit, which I've used since then, which has been super fun. Uh And that has kind of led me here. And I also um, was a writing assistant in college and sitting in with students on in conferences, doing one-on-one conferences with them about their writing is what really sparked my interest in the writing process and how important it is and working with someone on developing their ideas and tweaking content and doing, you know, macro versus micro edits. And that is where my passion really lies. And that's Mm -hmm. where my business was developed to reflect um, your unique story back to you so that you can become the author of your own story. Because I Mm -hmm. believe that everyone is a storyteller and you need in their own unique way and Mm -hmm. everyone has a story to tell as well. Mm -hmm. So that is kind of my story in a nutshell and what has led me here to chatting with wonderful people as yourself. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I love your work. Um, You, you have helped me a lot as you know, um, but my listeners don't know, but Emily, she actually helped me to rewrite my own story. Not only that, to actually get more clarity of who I am and uh, what I want to share with the world. And that portion, it was something that nobody, I went to different editors to edit my bio. Mm. And it was very like a formal you know, I would send to them and then it would come back like semi kind of uh, close to what I wrote with quote unquote my voice, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a storytelling. It was just uh, very, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like very formal. Yep. It's like, and it, when I go back and read, it was like, yeah, this kind of don't resonate with me, but I guess it's okay because I guess that's how it's supposed to be on every single website. Your bias should be very professional, should be, you know, like appealing to the public and uh, just giving your your background and your education. And uh, so I realized that uh, it's not about that. It's about our, who you are. Exactly. Our stories are so much more than the words we write on the page. It goes way deeper than mm-hmm. the words that are written on the page, which is what we kind of talked about. And I've seen so many times, you know, there, trust me, there are so many talented editors and mm-hmm. people out there that um, are wordsmiths and just rearranging words and helping doing mm-hmm. the edits that you were working with them on for your bio. But um I just believe that it's so much more than that. And I want to hear the story behind the story, which Mm -hmm. is what we talked about and going super deep and making sure, you know, different parts of your story are being pulled out that you feel comfortable with. And, you know, we're kind of slowly digging that up kind of like, um, you've got an ember inside of you. I'm kind of just stoking the fire a bit and saying, okay, what can we pull out? What more can we add? Because Mm -hmm. when our genuine stories are being told, those are the ones that people are going to gravitate towards especially Mm -hmm. the ones that we put on our websites because those are the first things that people are reading and when you have all of your heart and soul behind it um Mm -hmm. 
that's where people will really see your story shining and you shining through it as well. They go hand in hand, really. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, as you were talking, I'm thinking about like, um, it's funny because I remember when I first started with, I started with my website, I didn't have like that ideal client. Mm -hmm. I wasn't clear of my message. So I was just putting it out there for everybody and anybody. Mm -hmm. But uh, the more I start doing you know, my self-development work and working with Amber Lillistrom and I met you yeah. in our mastermind, just my message became clear and clear and clear and the work we did it together, it was challenging mm -hmm. for me. It was rewarding. Mm -hmm. And uh, was one of the most beautiful experiences because the questions you asked me, questions that nobody asked, mm. asked it in the past. Um, and it's interesting because those questions are the same questions I ask my clients about their nutrition and their goals and everything. But here I am never asking myself the same questions applying to what I do with them. It mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's so, so, yeah, it's all about, um, like I said, getting the soul into your story because you can tell your so uh, story, but um, not to be dramatic, but the words can be a bit empty and you mm -hmm. want to make sure that they're filled with, you know, soul and passion and what you're really interested in. And that's why I tell people oftentimes I've had a couple of friends and clients come to me and just like, I want this to be copy edited super, super fast. And I'll mm -hmm. do that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I really, I love doing the deep dive work, mm -hmm. getting deep and asking those tough questions. And I know how hard it can be. Um, so it's kind of saying, let's lean into trusting each other, kind of mm -hmm. each other's hand, take a deep breath and we'll do it together. You won't mm -hmm. be alone in the process because it can be, as you said, it's really, really, really hard. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's super, super rewarding on the other end when you come out and you just have clarity and confidence and your story makes sense and it's just worth all of the journey in between. And that's mm -hmm. what, I think that's what <clears throat> a lot of people who aren't confident with what they've written or um, what they have on their website or things like that. Um, when they just kind of feel unsettled about it, it's missing that little bit of extra fluff mm -hmm. and having someone ask them those questions that they haven't really thought of that go, it, that go beneath, Hey, did you really mean to put this word here? Or, Hey, you know, that comma doesn't go there. It's like, Oh, what did you mean in this sentence? What did mm -hmm. you think about in this paragraph? Did you think about it? What if you thought about it differently? Or what if you developed it in this way so that it would lead into this part differently? That's mm -hmm. the kind of work that I love doing. Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. I get so excited about it. <laughs> I know you do. And I love that too, because it's interesting because you are not only helping them to shine through their, their world, their words, but you're coaching them through that step, which will actually translate when they are speaking mm -hmm. their story. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it, it makes much easier because now I went through the process myself, have to write and answer all the questions. <laughs> now, when I introduce myself and I'm speaking in public, it's much easier. Yes. Now I can say out loud who I am. Yes. Right. 
It's yeah. not as just like now it's like, okay, here I am. I am, uh, I don't know, a teacher. And uh, I went to this university and I have this degree and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. people are like, yeah, everybody's teacher. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you know, um, not a, no offense, guys, please. Um, yeah. But it becomes like you become unique in mm-hmm. your own um in your own business and become unique for the people who needs your help. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And I was even um, talking to one of my friends in the, I guess I'll say industry, even though that word mm-hmm. kind of bothers me sometimes in the creative space, we'll say mm-hmm. um, I was talking to one of my friends and she's a copywriter and I kind of tend more towards doing editing. And when I first started this whole process in grad school and um, was learning about publishing. I was like, okay, you know, we have to be all, um, all, all the things we have to do all the things. Um, we have to be writers, editors, co- content, you know, managers, copywriters. Mm-hmm. And in talking to my friend, we have found that there's been so much power where you can really, as you said, kind of focus on what your niche is and what makes you unique and what your core strengths are. So in coming out and saying, you know, I'll do some copywriting here and there, but I really would rather someone as you did write their website, even if you're not a good writer, mm-hmm. even if you don't like writing, still mm-hmm. just put even a couple of sentences, a paragraph, something onto the page of your website or into a magazine pitch or manuscript or whatever you're doing. Um, well, if you're writing a manuscript, you're a writer and you're kind of moving through the book process, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because I would rather have that to work with than you know, you and I sitting down and you telling me about what you want in your website. And I'm like, in that time, you could have at least thrown a couple of sentences up in your website for me to work with. So that's where my niche is. And it's super helpful to clarify that because I'm really working towards my strengths. And my friend and I were just saying how much more um, powerful that is in the creative space when we're all focusing on what we're good at. So if someone comes to me and is like, I want some, I want um, you to completely write my website for me, I'll say, Thank you so much. I would love to help, but my friend uh, Kayla actually is super helpful with that. Why don't you go Mm -hmm. to her? Because that's where she gets super passionate. And she's even referred some people to me where she's like, I don't really like doing proofreading and editing. Can you help? And I'm like, yes. And it's just so powerful when we can kind of do that for each other as well. And, you know, focus on what we're good at. Um, We're all good at many things, but you know, a couple of things that we, that really light us up as you said. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think that, it's, it, this is powerful because I found the same way, like if you, a client come to me and uh, they want to achieve something that is not a really resonating what I love to do, mm-hmm. I always like to refer them to other good coaches that I know they can help them in a much better way than I would, mm-hmm. you know, because then yeah. it becomes like a disservice too. Right, right, so, right. You're like, I might not be giving them my all. <laughs> yeah. You can't be everything to everybody and yes. serves everybody. So we have our unique talents and unique gifts. So we need to be given enough to share that and recognize who like our strengths and recognize our weaknesses and then refer to other people. And that's powerful. What do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, not a, a lot of people are in this space. 
it's difficult because and then the ego some sometimes my ego say no 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 you can yeah you can help that person oh yeah oh, oh. yeah absolutely mm -hmm. you know i need money so yeah but at the same time you're like after if you if it's your first time doing or second time doing you probably think like okay i can deal with this feeling mm -hmm. but after several times that you seen the clients not a, achieving it's not a happy and then you are not a happy and you're like is this really worth it you know one i'm doing this service to them because they are not getting where they should should be they can't they came to me because they need help right and i'm not a giving that support right a hundred percent what they really need mm. that's so true i can i can relate to that so much and mm -hmm. it's almost like um, I've had moments <clears throat> over the last couple of years where I've felt, you know, I'm, you know, we can relate. We're both, you know, wants, want to help everybody. But, and I would say, I can't say no, because that's selfish. If I say mm -hmm. I can't help you because, you know, I am not good at X, Y, Z thing. Of course I want to yeah. help a person. But as you said too, I've seen so many people and even talked to so many people that are like, I need to say yes to these people because I need money. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it's not going to be sustainable for filling for a long period of time, you know? So I think these are super good habits to start really putting into place as soon as you can, mm -hmm. because I think it'll benefit in the long run. It's kind of, it's, we're, as a society, we have trouble saying no to things. And I think uh -huh. that it's a unique muscle that we need to work on. Mm -hmm. muscle, uh, mu muscle, muscle, we need to flex, as yes. you know, of, you know, it's one that we need to strengthen and build over time, but to put a, you know, an analogy and a metaphor in it, you know, it'll be worth it in the end and we'll be stronger at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Because and then at the end of the day, you both will be happy. The right. client actually will be so happy that you refer to somebody who can actually help right. them. And then they will appreciate the fact and they will refer clients to you because now they will say like, no, no, she, she did, she said no to me just, and she explained why. Right. And I really trust her and I know that she can help you with this because this is, you know, who she is. Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, yeah, at the end of the day, it's like when you come from a place of, um, uh, from, from love, I would say, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and forget the ego and forget yourself check yourself out of the picture that's what I keep telling my clients always check yourself yeah. out of the picture and just to look what it is the situation and then you can think through the situation but don't get attached to that mm -hmm. or the even the outcome that's so powerful oh and i will I'll also say too to that in the space that I've had where I've said no to a couple of people or referred a couple of people or had conversations where I've said, you know, um, I don't actually do that piece, but I know someone who does, but I kind of more focus on this. People mm -hmm. are usually like, wow, really? You know that? That's amazing. That's cool. Like, how did you, you know, find what you're good at and fo are focusing on that? That's so mm -hmm. admirable, which has been very different for me too. And that's made me realize how many people, you know, are putting so much pressure on themselves to be all, all of the things to do all of the work and it can be exhausting after a while. I've done it. I did it for mm -hmm. off and on for a couple of years. You know, you just kind of 
dip your feet into everything and kind of see that's how you mm-hmm. try things out. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, when you can try those things out and have those different experiences and find a couple that really set your heart on fire and just make you so much happy, so mm-hmm. much happy, so much. I happier. know. Um, that's really where the kind of passion starts to notch itself up a bit. Uh huh. Yeah, that joy, and then that's when you start getting clients, and that's when. Oh you start just going to flourish in your business and everything just goes, you know? Yeah. We're going to have hard times. Everybody does, but oh, yeah, we're only human. <laughs> yeah. The challenge is just making you stronger. So yeah. you mentioned about that. You start writing when you were at a young age mm-hmm. and uh, also you, as you mentioned, Per our conversation, I would just exp- I want to explore this a little bit with you that you have a um, health condition that forced it to you to see yeah. your life in another lens, mm. in other lenses, and uh, helped you to recognize and realize what you are here, what you're meant to do mm. here in this world. Oh, so that's so powerful. That? Yeah, can you share that with us? Oh, of course. I love how you said that. It is so true. I did start seeing life in a different lens. Um, I act, well, I'll go into this, but it was almost like I had to take some lenses off. Anyway, I had like too many lenses that I was seeing through, so I had to simplify it to one. Um, so I grew up writing, um, journaling, writing. <laughs> There's, I also found another journal when I was home at my parents' house a couple of weeks ago that had a bunch of like incomplete incomplete stories in them that I never finished, um, which is adorable. And I kind of want to go back and work on one or two, just, you know, but even if we're not finishing things, we're still using our creative brains and working those creative muscles a bit, which is just so fantastic. And so a couple of years ago, when I started graduate school, um, my grandfather passed away. I was in a new city with new people living alone for the first time just quick side note, I don't do well with like going out on my own in the past. I'm um, the oldest and I am like a little bit anxiety prone. So Mm -hmm. um, that was a real change for me. So I was walking through grief and a changing season and I quickly found myself dealing with some various illnesses as well. So I found myself, you know, getting dizzy when I was going to class and having people walk by me really fast because Boston is just a faster city. Everything moves faster than it does in New Hampshire, which was always, Mm -hmm. um, or was already a huge adjustment. So getting used to that crazy movement and how things don't slow down was really overwhelming for me because all all I wanted was for things to slow down and Mm -hmm. for me to have a minute where I could breathe and process things. But it was just, life is go, 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 go down there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt like I couldn't quite keep up from different times throughout the week. And I was like, this just, you know, I'm an anxious person, but these dizzy spells and this anxiety has really ramped up and this doesn't feel like me. Something is weird. Something's going on. Um, So I started going to different doctors and I was started, I started to get headaches too, really weird headaches. And I was very tired. I will never forget one day where I really noticed it was when I went out for a walk and I kind of ran back to my apartment at the end to get some exercise. And I had to like lay down on my floor in my apartment for a couple of hours after because I was so tired. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't, I can still remember. I was like, I feel like a dead weight. This is like muscle exhaustion, but times 10, this just feels weird. And at that point, 
I was like, something is going on. This is not me. I know, I know tired, but this is just a different level. Mm-hmm. So I started to go to different doctors and they said, you know, you're just anxious, you're grieving. Um, you're going to be fine. And I t- talked to one of my doctors about trying some anxiety medication because mm-hmm. that's one avenue I had never explored. I'm, I tend to be more of a, a natural herbal supplement type of person that's, I grew up with that and it's been very helpful for me. Mm-hmm. So I've always gone the more natural route, but I was like, you know, this is just one avenue that I haven't explored and it might yeah. be really helpful. So I went in and talked to the doctor about the possibility of doing this. And I walked out with two prescriptions. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll just try them. You know, we'll, we'll have a whole conversation about that because, um, yeah, that was an interesting experience. And I did not react well to them. I hallucinated on one and I had a severe panic attack on the other one. One of the worst ones I've ever experienced in my life. I sat in the Shaw's grocery store parking lot, convinced I was having a heart attack. And (laughs) that was just not a fun day. So those, um, medicines did not last a long time. I was like, Mm -hmm. Nope, no, thank you. So I continued to, um, go towards different doctors, pursue different avenues. And for a year I did a bunch of different tests, had people say, we don't know what's up. Um, everything was coming back clear, cool. And a year later I happened to, I moved home for my second, it was a two year program. So I moved out of Boston and back to New Hampshire to, chat with some doctors around here that I'm more familiar with. And it was, it was just that moment where I was like, if I'm going to heal and if I'm going to get better, I need to be home. I need to be with friends and family. I need to not be like an hour and 15 minutes away. I need to be close and I need to chat with some more holistic doctors. So I found out that I had vestibular migraines, which are like migraines, but they aren't necessarily, you don't get the ocular symptoms it's kind of in the back of your head and it hits your vestibular system which explains the dizzy spells mm-hmm. and um i actually i take that back i was in boston when i found this part of the story out so um there was a couple of doctors down there that did help me get the vestibular migraine diagnosis and i started doing um life just really literally knocked me to my knees i was basically bedridden for six months, I couldn't really do anything. All I did was I went to class. That was my one goal of the day. Shower, eat food, take care of myself, go to class, come home, go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, that was what my schedule was. And I was like, this is what we're going to do. I thought of a couple of different times where I was like, maybe I should, you know, put a pause on grad school. But that was the one thing that was keeping me going was uh-huh. going to class, talking with people, doing homework. I, I'm, I'm a um, school nerd like an absolute nerd. So I love writing papers uh-huh. <laughs> and going to class and taking tests and all that stuff. Um, I love school so much. So being in that environment was really helpful, but mm-hmm. it was also really hard because I was missing out on the grad school experience. So I was also grieving um, what I thought life should be mm-hmm. and going to look like, because mm-hmm. I just had all these ideas that I was going to go to school, meet all these people, do all these crazy fun things, go out mm-hmm. on the town, do all like, you know, the 20, 20s experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, and instead I was in bed most days, which was fine because it led me here, but we'll get there. Um, so I got that, um, diagnosis and I started doing, um, and this was like a huge smack in the back of the head. And, um, at that time I grew up in a Christian home. So my faith was also something that was (laughs) 
I was struggling with it at the time because I was like, God, how could this happen to me? Mm-hmm. But it was also a really beautiful time because God was like, we're just going to strip you down to nothing for a quick minute. And you're going to mm-hmm. learn how to walk again. You're going to go to rehab. You're going to learn how to use a cane a bit. So I had a cane, which was really fun. Um, but also I just went through a couple of experiences where I was like, am I sick enough to have this cane right now? Um, can I justify using this cane? Because I'm not actually, I technically don't need it, but I, it just mm-hmm. helped me keep balanced. Um, so it was just a super humbling time to learn how to walk and be balanced and upright. And once I came home after I did all of that work and I did a um, chronic six week chronic illness program and learned a lot about meditation and taking care of yourself with nutrition, which was fantastic. Um, I came home and also found out that I had a leaky gut, um, a parasite Mm -hmm. and really high inflammation levels throughout my body, which is why Mm -hmm. this sounds weird, but um, oftentimes my skin would be like itchy because it would just feel like I had too much going on with it. Mm-hmm. And it was, I felt I was so puffy. I was so inflamed. My face yeah. was so just, I was like, just, I didn't feel like myself. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't have any vitamins in my body at all. When we did a certain test, they weren't even detectable on the test because the levels were so low. So, um, my stomach wasn't absorbing anything. It was, um, and as I found out, one of the side effects of the parasite that I had and the H. pylori as well is anxiety, vestibular migraines. If you don't treat it, that's what happens. And I learned so much about the mind-gut connection and how if your gut is off, your entire body is off, which is just incredible to me. I kind of wanted to go back to school to study like, in nutrition because it was oh so God. fascinating to me it is. and um that kind of once i got those answers i just it, i can't even begin to describe the feeling i also wasn't driving during that time because i was so dizzy and felt off balance and was just it wasn't safe um and to have someone say you aren't crazy was mm. a year in the making and one of the most powerful things because i was going into every office saying here are my symptoms. Here's what I've experienced. It's all written down. I was journaling during that time. So when you were mentioning writing, I wrote all of this down. Um, So I was able to take that with me to doctor's appointments and say, listen, this is what's been going on. Here's what's been happening. And um, it was just so powerful to be able to have someone say, yeah, you're not crazy. Look at all Mm -hmm. this sister. Your stomach is a mess. (laughs) Your your inflammation levels are insane. Mm -hmm. So I really started to pursue um, supplements and healing myself with food. And it's been a very exhausting, I'm not going to lie, mm-hmm. difficult, hard journey. And there were many times where I was like, I wish I could just take one pill for this, but there is mm-hmm. no such thing because when you're healing your gut, you're starting from the inside out. You're doing yes. all of the good, healthy stuff. So I was avoiding, um, foods that would inflame my body mm-hmm. and gluten-free, dairy-free, all that yeah. good stuff. And Um, I've also, um, realized in the last six months that I also have gene problems. So I have the MTHFR, CUMT, homozygous gene block, which are two of the worst ones of those, uh, of those blocks that you can have, which I'm not surprised because I've been, I have literally been deemed genetically sensitive, which I am not surprised about at all because I have been sensitive quote 
to everything. And I have mm-hmm. such a unique relationship with that word because that's what everybody called me when I would try different supplements and they wouldn't work. They'd be like, you're just mm-hmm. being too sensitive. You're too sensitive. Oh, that supplement made you feel dizzy. You're too sensitive. Let mm-hmm. it work. Let's do its thing. You have health anxiety, mm-hmm. which I do because of all these experiences I went through mm-hmm. and all these different supplements and pills that I tried from different doctors that made me feel super sick. But I found out that um, I wasn't tolerating those pills correctly because of these gene blocks, because Mm -hmm. when those specific genes are blocked, you're not detoxing things through your system correctly. Mm -hmm. And there's very specific vitamins and medicines you shouldn't have. And of course, all the ones that were listed were all the ones I tried. So I was like, yes, I have experience with those. I know that those don't work. Um, So it just means that I have to take different, you know, methylated B12 or um, different nutrients that Mm -hmm. absorbed into my body better. And it has been a bit of a wild ride, but it has led me here. It gave me a very powerful story to talk about, to Mm -hmm. write about. And it really has been powerful to read back through the journal that I wrote during that time. And that I've, I've continued a different one. That was the first journal that I've ever completed, which was so satisfying to be able to write the last page of a journal and close it literally. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been super powerful to read the words and see how, even when I was writing things like, I don't feel like writing today, but I'm going to write anyway. What that's sometimes that was all that I wrote. Mm -hmm. Um, Those words carried me, are carrying me through this current season more than they did that season as well. Some of the things that I wrote have been resonating more now than they did then, which is just so powerful. So we don't know the power that our words that we write today could have on tomorrow. So Mm -hmm. that's why I preach so much. Just keep writing, write it Mm -hmm. all down. You don't know who you're going to help. You don't know who the healing you could bring for somebody else, the things you could realize about yourself that you could then give to somebody else and gift yourself. So it all, it's a cyclical circle and it all Mm -hmm. comes um, back in some unique, powerful way. And it has led me here talking to you. So I'm I'm super thankful. (laughs) I'm thankful for you too. And thank for sharing your story because um, gave me, I was kind of in tears too, just like a listening your entire journey. Mm. And I know it was just like a short version of your Mm -hmm. journey, but I, I, as you were talking through, I was just like, I felt like I was there with you and I, I saw you like just writing Mm -hmm. and in your journal, even when you were, you know, you said you just wrote a sentence, Mm -hmm. but to me it was like, wow, look at her. She found a way to get off that depression. She, she kept what she loved, Mm -hmm. her joy Mm -hmm. in those hard moments, because I think most people, and I I can relate with this because I think we all went through some degree of depression in our lives. Mm -hmm. Nobody's immune to that. Some people is a little bit more. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely I, thought that I was. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I remember me being on the darkness portion of my life mm-hmm. and I felt nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't do anything to get out. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing you see is the darkness. You don't mm-hmm. see like the light and you think that's your life. But the moment you kept just like a, keeping few things that you really, really enjoy, it could be just a little book a little memory, a rock, you know, something that you can rely on in your faith. Some people were, you know, more religious. Mm -hmm. They just grabbed their, I don't know, um, 
their crosses and uh, they hold and then they pray just that little jest every single day to give you hope that you can get out, you know, and then your story is so beautiful because the writing was the outlet mm -hmm. for you to just keep going mm -hmm. and have that faith mm -hmm. and never giving up. And, and actually you were smarter, smart enough to always ask for a second opinion. Yeah. You know, <laughs> for doctors, because it's interesting because I have a, a, one of my clients, she has a very unique situation and, uh, we are trying to just kind of heal her body. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we now, I told her, like, we need a second opinion on this because what you were doing with this Western doctor, it's not a working. So maybe we can go and look for another, you know, way. And then you can combine both together, just having a second opinion. Mm -hmm. So um, sometimes we just get so comfortable doing the things the way it's supposed to be and should be and right yeah and uh, we don't listen to our bodies um another thing too is interesting that you said you since you are younger you always been sensitive to food or sensitive to medications and you knew that mm -hmm. and uh, most parents it is funny because Kids know their bodies better than we do as a, as an adult. Oh yeah. Kids right. Are, so kids are so inspiring. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And then you have a kid who was a pig eater. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't really know exactly why he's a pig eater. He could be a pig eater just because he never tried anything. Yes. That could be one of the reasons, but maybe it's because when they eat that food, your, their bodies just don't agree. Yeah. So I actually inviting the parents to ask powerful questions. I, so it's so funny that you say that because I haven't mentioned this part of the story yet. Um, really at all. Cause I, it's, we all, I mean, and I want to say too, that chapter of my life was very difficult and I don't want to lead with that story because that chapter doesn't define me. And it's mm -hmm. really hard you know, when you're going through something really difficult to not have it define you, but mm -hmm. more of, I started to shift my thinking, you know, this doesn't define me in this period. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm more than these issues that I'm having right now. Mm -hmm. I know that this isn't, you know, my end game. This is going to be a story that I'm going to have to tell, mm -hmm. which here we are, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just a part of the whole big story. Yeah. But to go back to your um, comment about kids, so I have been, quote, the anxious, sensitive kid since I was born. That mm -hmm. has just been my label since I was a very small child. And when I was a kid, I had weird stomach problems. And my mom took me to some different naturopaths. And this sounds kind of gross, um, but I had issues where I would burp and it would... Mm -hmm be like sulfury and be really gross. And mm -hmm. it really, really, really grossed me out. I had like this fear of throwing up and all of this stuff, but I was, my stomach was always really, really upset. Mm -hmm. And I don't really remember a lot of it because I was so young, but I was often talking to my mom about it being like, did we ever get like, figure out what that was? Because I do uh -huh. remember it bits and pieces that it was really 
very strange and it went away after a while. So wouldn't you know that one of the infections in my stomach that I had causes sulfur type burps. Mm -hmm. So I had this moment where I was like, oh my goodness, what if this has been, because I've had, you know, stomach issues off and on throughout my life, but I've dismissed it Mm -hmm. as caused by anxiety. Mm -hmm. That's what you're told, which is 100% a thing. When you get anxious, Mm -hmm. your stomach is a mess. It's just, Mm -hmm. again, that brain gut connection, you guys, it's incredible. It It is is incredible. Incredible. It is. Um, Your stomach is a second brain. I mean, it's just- It is a second brain. Um, I was like, oh my goodness, what if these stomach issues went back that far? Like that's how far back it Mm -hmm. went and it's just coming up again and and presenting itself in a different way. And it's just, you know, as a kid, I kind of knew that something was funky, but you know, you don't know how to ask to, you know, fix that or you don't know what it is, Mm -hmm. but you're also still really in tune with yourself. So I have been super in tune with myself almost to a fault. And it has almost been a problem at certain areas because I remember during that time, I just had this small seedling in my stomach every day that was like, get up, go, get up, go, get up, go. And there were so many days. And I remember one specific day where I was lying in bed sobbing because I was just like, I don't want to do anything today. I can't go to class. I just want to stop for a day. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, I just wanted to quit. I just wanted to take a break. I didn't want to go to class. I just wanted to lie in bed. But something in me was like, no, you got to get up. Just go to class. Just go. You don't even have to participate. Just get in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just so powerful how our bodies know what we need. We just have to kind of really, it taught me how to really, you know, I move from my life and that's why I needed this reset. Mm -hmm. I really did. And I've thought about it so much because I operate on such like a head down, walk a hundred miles an hour kind of a person. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really taught me how to be sensitive in a new way (laughs) because I'm already sensitive Mm -hmm. to what's going on around me and keep it simple, strip it all down. What do I really need in this moment? And even it's, it felt so silly that I was like, okay, well, my greatest accomplishment is going to class today. Sure. Or Mm -hmm. writing a little bit. And it was just so powerful and so humbling to kind of go through that and learn about your body in a different way. But I also just knew, um, I was thinking to about so many people in that time, I almost pitched an article, um, because I found out the issues that I have are Mm -hmm. not uncommon. There are so many people that get misdiagnosed like I did, and they have all of these internal issues going on. They're not asking the right questions. They're not seeing the right people. And it just, for like a week, it just broke my heart and my soul just cracked in two thinking Mm -hmm. of all the people that were going to the doctor. And I I have nothing against doctors. I have many families and Absolutely. I have nothing against them. Um, but there's just so many people that don't know what questions to ask. And mm-hmm. I was going in, I knew what was going on with me. And I was like, oh my gosh, think of all the people that aren't getting this type of mm-hmm. treatment that need it. And so that's where our stories are so powerful, you guys. Mm-hmm. We have to share even something to me. I was like, I don't need to share this. This isn't very significant. But in exposing people to, I just want to, I'm not, you know, pro one thing or another. I just want to tell my story so people know they have options. Yes, absolutely. You can pursue that. That's maybe something you didn't think of. And Mm -hmm. what I found too was a lot of things that people told me to do, like meditation in the beginning Mm -hmm. um, and doing all these different things. I was trying everything because 
I was like, okay, we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to fix this. So we're going to try and see where I can go. Um, But a lot of things didn't work for me that should have quote. So it was really cool to see what worked for me. So I just want people to know that what works for me might not work for you. You know, Mm -hmm. what works for you might not work for somebody else, but that's, Mm -hmm. what's beautiful about the world we live in is there are options. So as long as people know that they have options and they don't have to be stuck in that label or in that lane forever, Mm -hmm. super, super, you know, encouraging and you are, have the freedom to move and figure out what works for you, which is wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm thinking right now is like, the beauty of um, finding your voice and not being afraid to speak up mm-hmm. and share your and say no, I don't agree with this. Can mm-hmm. we look further? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not getting those questions from the professional, you are the one in charge of your life. Mm. So give yourself the permission to ask those questions to them because maybe just that's what they need. Yeah. That honesty. It yeah. really, yeah, it really did help because, um, especially for me, there was one doc, gosh, um, I saw so many doctors. I don't remember which one it was. Um, where I said, you know, when I eat X, Y, Z, I swear I feel this way. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, that makes sense because you get vestibular migraines. So you're migraines. So you're sensitive to those foods. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I didn't know that tomatoes would make me feel super inflamed mm-hmm. or I didn't know that, mm-hmm. you know, having tons of soy would give me a huge headache. Absolutely. I didn't know that. So yes. it was, you know, having the courage to And it was really hard because, you know, you're going to get people that aren't going to know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, people calling you a hypochondriac. That was one of my favorite things. I was like, I'm not, (laughs) I'm just trying to be my own advocate. Thanks so much. Uh Um, but I will say too, that (laughs) one thing that I've learned in the last year is, you know, you can't ask too many or not too many questions, but I've kind of, you know, been pushing, pushing, pushing and finding different ways and different avenues to go where it's just like, maybe I need to just settle with right now and work on what's here in the now. So Mm -hmm. I often found myself, I just got into such a good pace of what's next, what's next, what can I kind of learn about myself and what can I pursue as another healing avenue that I've Mm -hmm. kind of just need to slow it down a bit because I was doing too much at one point. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, going to a chiropractor appointment every week. I was doing acupuncture every week, taking a hundred bazillion supplements, doing this crazy diet. And that's not sustainable either. Mm -hmm. So it's in the combination of those things I've had to kind of whittle down what works for me. So Mm -hmm. I found that nutrition is definitely the number one biggest thing. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm so thankful for people like you who can educate people on the power of nutrition and the power of how food can heal you. Uh, Absolutely. I'm so like, um, like, I'm so like into healthy and wellness is just because I know from my own experience and just seeing, uh, seeing other clients through healing their bodies by just making minor changes in their diets. Uh, their lifestyle just to uh, change completely. But, um, but it, like, just like you said, you are doing so much at the same time just to m- make yourself better. But you actually, if you look at the big picture, 
as a, a health coach, I can see like the big, the bigger picture, you know, going to chiropractor and acupuncture and trying to eat the healthy diet and on top of that the school and blah, blah, blah. It's like, holy smoke, this is a lot of stress. Yeah, it's a burn. I got burnout a bit from like my own health. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you don't want that. No. <laughs> you're already burnt out. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think that some people need to understand too that is stress. Mm-hmm. plays a huge role in your healing process. Mm-hmm. You know, even, even when I thought I was doing all those, I was like, ah, oh, these are the right things because they're helping me. They're, you know, going to heal me. As you just said there, I've learned that there is such a thing as doing too much. So mm-hmm. try all those things, but also be reasonable about it. Cause I realized that, you know, I didn't want to live a life where I was going and doing these things every day of the week. I mean, I'm considering doing, um, some of it, but I've actually gotten to this place where I'm starting from ground zero again, and I'm going to, I stripped out all the supplements. I was like, this is just too much. Uh-huh. It's overwhelming. I'm going to take it back again to, which is just, I know what that process is like. I've done it twice in my, I'm, I've been like avoiding it at all costs because I know how much work goes into it. It is no joke, but super, super powerful. So I'm like, okay, let's, you know, rein it back and start again. What mm-hmm. can I do that is the most beneficial, but the most simple and sustainable because we want sustainable. I think it's just that instant gratification kind of world that we were talking about before in Mm -hmm. doing all the things we don't, even in our businesses and in life, we don't Mm -hmm. have to do and be all the things. (laughs) No, we can't, we cannot. And I I like the fact that you decide to just kind of, uh, you know, go back to like to ground zero Mm -hmm. and uh, do everything reset because again every time you reset your body you will discover that other things will help you even more Mm -hmm. so you explore a little bit more about your body you know um even for myself like um doing as right now i'm in a competition prep so it's kind of a I know it's exciting, exciting. exciting, um, going back to the stage after two and a half years, but, um, you know, after this it's over and then I will go back to my, I reset diet. So I'm going to do elimination diet. Like I'll always do just kind of a reset, detoxify everything. I'll know a lot of people will say like, yes, your body. Yes, I know that your body detox itself, right? We have a liver, we have a kidney, but we are putting a lot of toxins in our body. So it's putting a lot of stress in our organs. (laughs) So guess what? Your organ, your liver and your kidneys are not doing the job because now they have to do other jobs that the other organs are are not doing. Mm. you know, if that makes sense. So you're putting so much stress that your body's not a detoxifying. Yeah. So I think that a lot of people forget that. So I think just doing an elimination diet for 30 days or even just 10 days, go back to the basics. Mother Earth gifts gave to you, you know, like your vegetables, fruits, vegetables, and go to the simplicity of things. Mm-hmm. and see how your body do and then to start reintroducing and see what works best for you or not and then you will recognize that okay maybe in the back in the days tomatoes wasn't good for me but some for some people it's not never going to be <laughs> but yeah because the acidity 
Yeah. Right. So some people don't do well with nice shape, fresh fruits and uh, vegetables. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but maybe now it's fine. So you can explore with that. And then you become your own, like a experiment. Mm -hmm. And then you become your own advocate Mm -hmm. of your own health. And it's so powerful too. You know, what's crazy. Um, I did. So before I got sick, I did. Well, actually kind of during, I was working towards becoming gluten-free, dairy-free mm-hmm. um, stuff. And it really helped with my face because I've suffered from acne off and on my whole life. And mm-hmm. I found out that I couldn't have avocados and bananas, which stunk. Cause I had like one a day, but um, bananas cause or contribute to vestibular migraines. And I'm not hundred percent mm-hmm. sure what part of the banana does, mm-hmm. but I eliminated bananas. Uh-huh. I tried a banana one day and within a half an hour I had a horrendous headache. It was crazy. Um, but I also, you talked about elimination diets. I did one um, when I was resetting my gut because I just needed to take everything out because mm-hmm. my body was like, Oh, what's going on? We're yeah. processing so much. I don't know what to do. And the hardest part for me was the, starch and sugar withdrawals. Holy cow. Even though I was, I've always eaten so healthy. Mm -hmm. I did not realize how much sugar sneaks its way into organic products. And absolutely. I didn't know that. So God bless you for also being one of those people that can tell people like me that because I'm like, here I am. I think I'm eating healthy. But then I started looking at my gluten-free products and when they're taking wheat out, they're putting sugar in. And Mm -hmm. I was like, guys, that's not fair. That's But those sugar withdrawals and those, you know, carbs and starch withdrawals, holy cow, those taught me a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. But you know why too? Because mm-hmm. don't forget, when your gut is overpopulated with the bad bacteria, mm-hmm. what they crave? Sugar. They leave off sugar. So mm-hmm. if you are going through an elimination diet because you were resetting your gut, mm-hmm. Well, those bacteria are dying, mm. so they are starving, and they will send those signals to your brain. Yes. You know, it's yeah. so interesting. It's so powerful. It's very powerful when you understand the power of your gut mm-hmm. and in correla- cor- correlation with your, your health. Yeah. And then you start to understand, it's like, okay, the cravings might not be because... I'm really like, I'm crazy and I'm on my period, Yeah, exactly. you know, or I'm anxious or yeah. I'm depressed, but maybe it is because something's going on there. Mm-hmm. You you know? so you're, yeah. Your body's not getting the nutrients neither. Right. So yeah, your body, your body, your cells are looking for nutrients to survive, but those bacteria are looking for sugar to survive. So yeah. And your brain relates energy so basically it's glucose it's sugar regardless where it comes from but the simply the simple way to get sugar is in the form back in the days would be in the form of fruits but nowadays is in the form of a sneaker so guess what your brain relates sugar to that chocolate or that ice cream or whatever so that's where immediately goes your mind goes straight there and then you think that oh i don't have the willpower it's not about willpower it's about understanding your body 
and also with your your experience you become aware of those thoughts and you become aware with those feelings and then that's that's when you like i think i need to just stop right here mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and yeah. it's not easy like you said it's not easy at all you know some days you feel motivated it's like yes i would say no to that sugar maybe i just need some vegetables mm -hmm. which they're not a equal it's like yeah who wants the broccoli when i'm one like chocolate so they're not even like it's that's why like nowadays thank god we came up with so many healthy recipes that can replace that sugar craving mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so with good like um um whole food ingredients or even some supplements nowadays that can help you with that craving mm -hmm. not suggesting any supplements here but it could help you during that transition yeah yeah so but it's just the fact that you understand and it's beautiful that you went through that because now you are more capable of saying yeah i don't i don't think this is really a hunger the craving is not a coming from a hunger mm -hmm. like first or point it's more of like here in my mind maybe something's going on here so you can ask yourself those powerful questions too yeah. when you are in that point it's but if for a people for someone who's very beginner then that is challenging so that's why i think that having someone or even having a coach or maybe someone who went through that same situation they can share their insights they share their experiences and then they're like eh, that could be something that's happening with me too yeah but please guys do not self-diagnose yourself no. <laughs> go see a doctor <laughs> we're not at, like just putting a disclaimer here um no, no. right but it's just kind of a bring no. more awareness and open your mind for new possibilities yeah and to ask those questions mm -hmm. powerful yeah. questions don't let Dr. Google diagnose you. Mm -hmm. oh, no, absolutely not. I've been down that route. It, don't do it. No, 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 no. I, I have down, I go down that route too. And no, I agree <laughs> it with you. never leads anywhere good. <laughs> no. So I see how that experience translates to your work now even more. Thank for sharing because mm -hmm. now I can see how you can listen to your clients. Yes. And yes. helping them translate their story through their own way of writing mm -hmm. and you just guiding them to get through each step it's interesting how no matter which coaching business you are if you are a writer or a business coach like it's interesting because it's comes all from the same place of uh, going deep on the I like to say the root that's the only word that is coming to my mind right now mm -hmm. of your work mm -hmm. then from there you can explore and grow I'm seeing a tree right now for some reason. Yes. <laughs> because I saw, and the branch. That's such a good visual. Yes. You know, 
mm-hmm. going all directions in different directions because you were the writer of your own story and then you were helping them to write that story regardless of which direction they go mm-hmm. and the beauty is the beauty of working with you is was a non-judgment mm-hmm. environment that's the goal i'm glad you felt that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so i can't if i want to change you now i can change doesn't matter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's all about yeah it's all about it's just i i've seen so time and time again how many people will just go in edit and say no you need this this and this not explain it and just take over your writing mm-hmm. no you are the author as you said i'm just your guide i'm just like mm-hmm. showing you different ways you can think about it or pulling out what you're really good at and showing you and putting it in your face and saying hey do more of this write mm-hmm. more about this i'm curious about this you know as a reader i want to know more about this mm-hmm. um or you know you touched on this but you could kind of go in a different way with it this way so mm-hmm that's kind of all about the creative process and that's where the good stuff comes out. I know, I know, I know. So let's just start wrap, wrapping, wrapping up uh, mm-hmm. our conversation. So if it has anything that you want to leave to our listeners that it's coming from your heart, mm-hmm what do you would say to all of us Mm -hmm. work to the simple things that bring you joy and Mm. don't be embarrassed by them Mm. what i mean by that is there were so many days where i would get flowers Mm. and still do i'd be like i am so i would say i'm so embarrassed by how much joy this brings me and my friend one day was like why and I was like, I don't really know because it's so simple. Mm. It seems weird to say this pot of flowers brings me an immense amount of joy. Mm. And it's like, no, if that brings you joy, buy the flowers. Or for me during that time, as well, as you said, even taking a minute to write. Mm-hmm. And I just encourage everybody because we live in a world that's all about typing with our fingers, typing on our computer. It's just journaling. It's not a lost art form by any means, but it's just one that can help cultivate you know, other amazing aspects of your life and develop your business. And, but it's more about the self, it's a form of self self care for sure. But even if you sit down and put pen to paper, you don't have to, I mean, journal prompts are amazing. You can use a journal prompt if you want. Mm -hmm. You can, one of my favorite things to do is write about one word because I like to keep it, you know, simple and it can be really hard. I've talked to so many friends that when you sit down and open journal, you feel like you have to have all of the things again, here we are with all of Mm -hmm. the things mentality. And you have to sit down and, you know, do a word vomit brain dump for like 10 hours and write Mm -hmm. out the whole journal. But that doesn't have to be. It can just be, here's what I did today. You know, Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed talking to this person about this. Or if you focus on a word like what's your relationship with shame or Mm. joy or, you know, guilt or embarrassment Mm. or whatever it might be, you'll be really surprised what comes out during that time Mm -hmm. and you'll just, everything will start flowing. But I would just be say also, like I said, don't shy away from the simple things. That's really where our joy comes from. And we're meant to be simple creatures in this world has overcomplicated things so mm-hmm. much and made us feel overwhelmed with mm-hmm. so many things. And there's, um, I remember in my apartment, one of my favorite things was listening to music. I just love music so much. So that was also one of my favorite things was to sit down or even dance around even for a couple of minutes to some 
music was one of the things that brought me immense amount of joy. So stick with what makes you feel joyful and run with that. I would oh, that's... like for you cooking, like take yes, I love, yeah. like your bake or something. My gosh. And if that brings you joy, even yeah. though it might feel simple, freaking run with that. Uh-huh. Don't feel ashamed that it might be quote too simple or that you're not out, you know, working at a nonprofit, which I'm not knocking on nonprofits guys. I know you know what I mean. Like do the, yeah, it. do what do you, yeah. No, take it's it, your heart. keep it simple. Yeah. You don't need to do all the things. You don't need to be all the things. No. Just uh, take a deep breath. Yeah. This is so freeing. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Feel free. Oh Permission gosh. to do the simple things. Just yes. water yes. a plant today and find joy in giving life to a plant. I don't yes. care. Yes. thing. I know. Thank you. This was amazing. Uh, thank you so much, Emily, for your time. I know that your message will help so many other people and your story will impact so many people's lives. Thank you. And uh, I'm so honored to just, oh my gosh, just to have you here um, spending your time I'm grateful for you because you're spending your time with me. So this well, is a you. lot, <laughs> a lot to me. So where can we find you? Um, you can find me at elysianstorytelling.com. That's the name of my business. And on Instagram is where I'm most active these days, which is at elysianstorytelling. Okay, awesome. That's and so I will put it. So grateful. Yeah, I'm going to put all the information on the show notes so people can find you and contact you. And uh, thanks so much, you guys. Thanks so much for listening to us. And uh, we will see you very soon. Yes.